Welcome to the show. It's the Pete Callender Show. I'm that Pete Callender, and uh, the phone numbers are 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Thanks so much for joining me. I do appreciate it for letting me be a part of your day. Uh, and, yes, I will try to keep in mind that this is your lunch break time, so I will uh, I'll try not to cover any material that might make you lose your appetite. I was uh, advised about this couple of uh, days ago or about a week ago. And so, yes, I, I apologize if I've said anything to ruin your appetite over the last uh, few weeks here. Well, okay, so Hunter Biden, I'm sorry. Oh, look, this is not my fault. Like, if Hunter Biden, if mere mentioning his name is going to do it for you, then, like, that's not, that can't be my fault. Okay, but Hunter Biden, um, new story about Hunter Biden and 10% ownership in a, Chinese firm, despite his pledge to divest. And uh, I will just mention this once, but let's just play everybody's favorite game. Imagine if it was Donald Trump, right? Imagine if this was Donald Trump's kid, any one of them, that happened to still be investing in a company in Russia or something, right? And they they did not divest, even though they said they would. This would be uh, front page news everywhere, all the time. You would not even have heard a story about the the long reins on the horse uh, down at the border patrol uh, or down at the border with the uh, the Haitians. You would not even have heard that story. It would just be outrage, you know, dialed up to eleven out of ten on uh, you know Eric Trump or Don Jr. or Ivanka or what's the other one? The other daughter has another daughter but she's like i don't remember marla maples is the anyway doesn't matter um hunter biden's business contacts touted his access to his father state the state department treasury department his relationship with then secretary of state john kerry's stepson as well as his ties to the highest level quote-unquote in china This, as they weighed, these business contacts weighed whether to work with Hunter Biden on a potential Libya deal in 2015. This is according to newly uncovered emails. Again, imagine if it was Ivanka Trump that had this connection, right? Just the like I'm I'm thinking they would there would be road closures all over America due to the the volume of blood from exploded liberal brains Right. That would just fill the streets to be just rushing down the streets. It would just overflow. Okay, I'm sorry. It's lunch break time. I apologize. Did not mean to go there. See, but I've already eaten. So I I ate before I came on the air. And so. Like to me, like I'm I'm fine now. I'm not. Okay. Uh, The two emails that date back to. I I know these are two different stories, by the way, in case you're like, well, what's he talking about? These are two different stories. I'm telling you. One is about the divestment. I'm going to get to. The other is about. These emails. Yes, the emails that we we all like most people in talk radio knew about this stuff a while ago before the last election. And we were told that this was fake news. We were told that this is disinformation. We were told that this is probably Russian disinformation. This is what all of the super smart elite intelligence community and professors told us. In the big letter that they published in, what was it, the New York Times or something, about how, you know, this smacks of Russian disinformation. 
Uh, yeah, no, it, it actually was true. It's true. The laptop was that it was Hunter Biden's and the stuff that they got off of it was, in fact, correct. The reporting on it in the New York Post was, in fact, correct. And so, you know, when when folks are screaming about, you know, oh, you people on the right and you, you know, you're spreading misinformation. See, again, I point this out with like QAnon versus BlueAnon, that when people on the right hear stuff and promote stuff, and even if it's true, let's assume it's misinformation and now you're promoting it as true on Facebook or whatever, right? There's never an acceptance in the legacy corporate media. There's never an acceptance of these stories as truthful, even when they are. And that's really the major difference is that basically anything goes if it comes from the left. These conspiracy theories that come from the left, they they have direct access. There There's no gatekeeping function that the media serves at that level um, for crazy misinformation stories. There's very, very few gatekeepers, I'll say. And when stories on the right that are true but only get covered on the right, when they finally break through, it's usually after it's too late by that point, you know, after uh, uh, the point becomes moot because the election's already over, right? Hunter Biden's laptop was a major election issue. And it would have raised all sorts of questions about the guy that people were about to vote for to put in charge of the nuclear codes and whether or not he's all buddy-buddy with China. Or how about this, that, he, that he's been compromised through his son, through the business dealings. I mean, because like the, if you track this thing down, and I'm, I'm aware of sort of the, the, the thumbnail sketch, if you will, the overall sketch of the operation that the Bidens are accused of having run for a very long time, right? The, the big guy, the 10% for the big guy. The, how, is it that the, how is it that Joe Biden became so rich while serving the public, right? How did that happen? These business dealings. If you listen to Hunter Biden or if you read his emails, uh, you'll see like he talks about he's got to be the one that brings in all the money because his late brother was the heir apparent for the public side of the family, for the politician side. I mean, this is how dynasties operate. You know, you've got people with assigned roles, basically. So I understand like sort of the the schematic, right, of how that uh, is alleged to have occurred. I don't know that to be true, but this is sort of the allegation that's out there. But media never focused on it. They didn't want to because all that mattered was beating Trump. And I find it perpetually ironic that the very things they accuse the Trumps of doing and for being awful for um, are the things that the Bidens do. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thebeatcalendarshow.com. Two emails. This is by the New York Post, dating back to 2015 when Joe Biden was vice president and uh, referenced getting Hunter's help on a deal regarding billions of dollars in Libyan assets frozen by the Obama administration. In the first email, dated January 28, 2015, Democratic donor Sam Jawari, 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 that's how he pronounces it. Anyway, this guy Sam, he repeatedly referred to Hunter as number two son. 
number two's son. Now, that could be anybody. Number two, like, who do you work for, number two? Like, it could be that. Um, no, it's Hunter Biden, right? Because even, because Bo is the older. So even if it was like the birth order, it's it's still Hunter. Yeah. Um, but that's the parent reference to Joe Biden being the vice president. So number two, not number one, that's Obama. Number two is Joe. And uh, number two son is Joe's son. Um, and the email noted that Hunter had requested a $2 million retainer. A two mil- This guy has no marketable skills. Zero marketable skills. I mean, unless it's, you know, snorting cocaine off of hookers. But, like, other than that, no real marketable skills. And um, he's asking for $2 million. By what right? What expertise do you have? None. He's just a conduit. Right? He's a $2 million straw to get to the drink that is Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I didn't I did not know where that was going when I started. It just had this mental image and I went with it and I apologize. Okay. The business contact listed a string of positives to working with Hunter Biden, including his business relationship with John F. Kerry's stepson, Chris Hines, as well as Hunter's apparent self-proclaimed high level access in China. Quote. Per phone conversation, I met with number two son. He wants $2 per year retainer. That's not $2. That's the $2 million. He wants two per year retainer plus, plus, plus success fees. I'm going to start doing this. My next contract negotiation, I'm going to be like, I need some success fees. <laughs> I would like. <laughs> so mere success does not mean I keep my job. No, no, no. Success means also I get paid. It's sort of like a longevity pay in the in local government. You know, they give these longevity bonuses like, hey, congratulations. You didn't get fired from a job that you can't get fired from. So you made it a long time, and we're going to give you an extra pay bump for that. So a success fee. The business associate says, quote, he wants to hire his own people. It can be close circle of people for confidentiality his, da- his dad is deciding to run or not. Interesting. So wait a minute. So Hunter Biden wants to only deal with a close circle of friends for confidentiality purposes. He wants to make sure that it's all tight-knit group. Meanwhile, dad's deciding whether or not to run for president. So that email, which was sent to another Democratic donor, a fellow by the name of Sheikh Mohammed al-Rabani, and... It also flags some of the negatives because, I mean, these are all the pros. Like, you know, you got to go through the pro-con list, right? Obviously, big decision here, whether we hire this guy as a consultant or not. So here are all the pros. And uh, he's got, you know, these connections. It's all these people that he knows. Nothing that, that he brings to the table. It's just his connection to these other people that are that are who we want to be in front of. <laughs> like These are the important people. And this guy wants $2 million. And it might be worth it to pay this, you know, this guy, he's the straw, and we'll just pay him to get access to the drink. Okay. But on the other side of the ledger, you got to look at the negatives, and so they outline some of the negatives. Quote, he is alcoholic, drug addict, kicked out of U.S. Army for cocaine, chasing low-class hookers, constantly needs money, liquidity problems, and many more headaches. <laughs> so, um, let's see, weighing this, oh, man. 
It's a tough call. What do you do? What do you do here? Now, we should point out here, according to the New York Post, that Hunter was actually discharged not from the Army, but from the U.S. Naval Reserve, not the Army. Okay, so that's, but everything else is accurate. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what, these were the, the negatives in dealing with Hunter Biden. The second email uh, in question was sent to uh, the two business contacts by a Washington lawyer named John Sandweg regarding this very same deal. And um, Sandweg says, quote, I spoke with HB's team yesterday. Oh, Hunter Biden's got a team. He has a team. Okay, they are interested in the project, but emphasize that for them to get involved, the team and then he lists them. Well, by function, lobbyists, lawyers and PR. So Hunter has a team of lobbyists, lawyers and public relations. And uh, they would it would need to be a small group of folks they have a tight relationship with. They do not want a large group involved, and they only want people with whom they have a close relationship uh, due to the sensitivities surrounding their involvement. Well, that's really weird. What sensitivities might you be talking about here? Asked about the email, Sandweg told the New York Post that Jawahari ended up hiring a different Law firm. So they went with somebody else, not Hunter Biden, despite all that he brought to the table, right? His dad, his friend. And that's it. I mean, that's what he brought to the table, and they, they passed him over. I guess they just decided that when you're looking at that ledger, the uh, yeah, the negatives outweighed the positives. The, the alcoholism, the drug addiction being kicked out of the... Uh, U.S. Naval Reserve, not the Army, for cocaine use, chasing low-class hookers. I guess it would, would it be different if they were high-class? I don't know the answer to these questions. I'm just asking. Um, constantly needs money. He has liquidity problems and many more headaches. I guess that was, you know, that, was the, 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 that outweighed the pros of just him being related to the future president. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110, going over some of the latest developments regarding Hunter Biden, the president's son. And, uh, you know, normally I don't care about the family of the president. I don't cover, you know, didn't get into, like, the Chelsea Clinton coverage, that kind of stuff. I didn't do anything on the Obama children. Didn't Like, I, I just, I don't care to focus on the family uh, of politicians like that because it's unnecessary. I disagree with people usually based on, uh, you know, their policy, what they believe, their ideology, their actions. The family is basically irrelevant to me, unless, of course, the family is engaging in some sort of an operation uh, like Hillary Clinton with Bill Clinton. They were part like she was part of that of the team. Right. So, Yes, you open yourself up. Like when you walk into the arena, you can't then complain about, oh, I can't believe that people are attacking me as you attack other people. You don't get to do that. This is one of my beefs against a lot of reporters as well. Like you have to recognize you are in the arena too, as am I, but we're all in this arena doing battle and you don't get to pretend that, oh, I'm just in the stands taking notes. Yeah, no, you're not. So Hunter Biden is completely fair game. 
to examine and criticize. And it's obvious that there is some sort of organization the family runs, the family operates, and this came to light before the election, and it was censored. It was shut down by the tech companies, Facebook, uh, and then Twitter followed suit, right? Literally banning, like, the oldest newspaper in America, I believe, the New York Post, founded by um, Hamilton, right? Like, this is... This is a big deal. And they told the New York Post, you can't promote your story on our platform because we don't think it's true. We don't want it to be true is really what they were saying. We don't want that to be true. And if it is true, we definitely don't want people to see it before the election. There's no other explanation, by the way, for this. Because they had never done this before. They had not taken a major newspaper's article off their site when it was not proven to be untrue. They And they, they claimed it was like, oh, hacked materials. But that's a lie as well because they allow hacked materials to stay up even now. They don't enforce that rule. They just did it to take down that one story. So it's the thumb on the scale that big tech used to help Joe Biden because, you know, orange mad bad and uh, all the mean tweets and everything like that. But I'm still interested in the Hunter Biden story because now his dad is president. And he said he was supposed to divest from this company, uh, and he hasn't. Hunter Biden appears to still hold an ownership stake in a Chinese government-linked firm, which has invested in companies sanctioned by America, despite repeated pledges from President Joe Biden that his family would not have any foreign business ties and claims from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki that Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was ending his investment. This is from the Washington Examiner. He still has it. He's still invested. Is that a problem for you? For all the people that were worried about, you know, the foreign influence and Putin is, you know, uh, he's got Trump as a puppet and all this. Do you care if it's China pulling those strings? Do you care? Does that matter to you? Because if you're being logically and ethically consistent, it should. And so when I stand up and I say, I would like to see this investigated more thoroughly. See, I'm adopting a consistent position because when the accusations were about Trump and Russia, I said, I would like to see some investigation. And when the left was all like, we're investigating, I said, well, let's see where it goes. And people on the right, a lot of Trump supporters were like, how dare you? There's nothing there. I said, I don't know that to be true. So let's find out. Same thing as I covered yesterday with the Maricopa County audit. Let's see the investigation. Let's see where it takes us and let's assess the evidence when we get it. And when you say we shouldn't do that, now I become suspicious of whether or not you are actually in it for the truth or not. And I try to be in it for the truth. I would like to know what the truth of this matter is. Okay? Let me go over here to Ryan. Welcome to the show. Ryan, what's going on? Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, Thanks for taking um, my call. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for calling. So we know that the media, for the most part, is completely in the tank. There's really not a whole lot we can do about that. Mm-hmm. My question is this. Now that, they're, now that these allegations, now that this evidence, now that this information has proved to be true, how can you, as a law enforcement official, whether it's FBI, U.S. Marshals, or even police, how can you, in good conscience, continue to... To, to work uh, for these people without either, A, demanding an investigation, apprehension, or, or resigning your position? How, so, how, how does that happen? So the answer here is, um, well, I'll, I'll say it like this. 
Do you know what Anne Frank has to do with this discussion? Anne Frank? Anne Frank. You, you, the diary the of Anne Frank, you know? The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Girl who's, she and her family hid in an attic in Germany during the Nazi uh, takeover. And everybody likes to think that they would be the family that hid Anne Frank. When in actuality, most of us would not be. And we don't want to confront that, right? That's the answer to your question, is that most people, it's, they, they're, they're going to go along to get along. It's, you're seeing it with, I mean, look what's happening in Australia right now. You've seen some of those videos, I'm sure, right? You know what's oh, yeah. happening. Yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable. But not really, because it's happened before, and it is exactly as people predicted would happen when you took everyone's uh, guns from them. And now you've got cops in the army rolling, roaming through the streets, literally attacking people and arresting them for not wearing a mask. And so uh, it was perfectly predictable and predicted, but most people like to think that they would be the family that, that harbors the fugitive at the risk of death, Right. When in actuality, most people will just not do that, not help, because it would risk uh, it would risk their lives. And in this case, you see it in these a lot of these agencies; they don't even want to risk their jobs, right? Right. I mean, that's and that's human nature. That's just human nature. But those who would sacrifice their liberty for security mm-hmm. deserve neither. Right. Well, they, and these are all very. I mean, this is what makes this is what makes what the founders did all the more impressive because unless you are ever confronted with this very kind of uh situation this very kind very kind of choice it's easy to say i would do the right thing or i would do the principled thing and it's very different to actually do it when it will cost you right your lives your fortune all of that so again like this is just it's it's just it's the anne frank uh, situation. It's that scenario. And most people like to think that they would do the right thing. They would make the hard, principled stand. But in actuality, most people don't. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. A reminder, Thursday is the the blood drive, the second annual WBT blood drive. So uh, go to WBT.com and uh, get all of the details there. Help fight childhood cancers. Uh, we're going to be at the Community Matters Cafe, and uh, we're going to have the bus there where you will go in and they will take your blood and or platelets. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, because with the show being noon to three, I don't think I'm going to be able to go and do the because I'm a double donor. I'm twice as good as everyone else and so <laughs> no but i do the double playlist it takes a while it takes twice as long so i don't know if i have yeah i don't know if i'm enough time to do that what i mean that's not even a humble brag that's just a brag i mean i can't help it if everybody wants my blood if i've got the best blood all right uh brian welcome to <laughs> brian welcome to the show what's going on brian <laughs> i'm here now can you hear me yes i can hear you can you hear me Yes, sir. Great right. show. Thank Great you. show. Relevant, relevant, informative. My comment today is on Joe Biden. It's a little different from the topic you've already been talking about earlier. I just wanted to point out one more thing. Joe Biden's 2017 speech revenue was roughly $17 million. Mm. It, he was paid that sum of money when he, they routed it through an S-corporation, and he was a shareholder. 
And the reason why he did that, he was able to avoid the 3.98% tax. And I think that's an unemployment tax. And it roughly came to $500,000 in tax savings for Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, those. I mean, the tax rules are for other people to follow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's but always we, the understanding. If we, if we really examine this, if we really examine it, it's obvious that, you know, he didn't pay his fair share. No. But if you, re- if you really examine it, if you really look deep into it, which is what you do every day, you dive deep. How does this man generate $17 million in speech revenues? Yeah, well, I mean, that's almost like, that's almost as much as I do. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... I, I'm just a little bit behind you. That's, but I, mean, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Isn't it, to me, it's obvious, of course, we don't have the evidence, but it's obvious this is political payback. This is political favor. Yeah, yeah. For whatever he did to help these people generate mass sums of money so that he can benefit $17 million in speeches. Right. In revenue speeches. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the issue that I have a big problem with. Because to me, it's, it's just quite obvious. It's, it's just that this man, this... Yeah, so this... this all right, so to your point... So corrupt. They're so corrupt that, it's, it's like the human, that the people of the United States, we don't even have a voice. Brian, to your like, point, though, the this is something that the Clinton Foundation started doing, right, a long time ago, right? Yes. So yes. this is not new. This kind of racket is not new. And we actually see it also with Hunter Biden and the art, his art show stuff, which I think is due. Isn't he supposed to be having the art show at some point soon? Yeah, the uh, where, like, he's going to, he, he, he paints some stuff. And then they put it up for sale at an art show for some ridiculous amount of money, and all the buyers are hidden, so nobody can know who's buying the crap, right? And it, it's a it's a money laundering it's a operation. That's obviously what it is. But they they play by a set of a different rules than we do. Then we're they they make the rules that we have to play by. That's, Understood. Right. Understood. That's the system. That's the system. For now, for now, yeah. maybe we can change. Maybe we can change it. I don't know how. Um, we just have to be vigilant, and you and you keep you keep pushing ahead with your topics and yeah. your information. You get it out there so that the rest of us are informed. And what? your show is great at informing us on what we're not hearing on other programs. I appreciate that, Brian. Thanks. Good to hear your voice, man. And uh, drive safe. I think he's. It sounds like he's in the car. I'm also thinking, just in a completely unrelated um, uh, thought here, I'm thinking of uh, starting uh, to paint. I think I might start painting. <laughs> I do. I think I could do some shows. Because uh, I, yeah, like I could do, and I think my artwork is going to be very, very valuable. And I'm thinking each piece starts at roughly, I don't know. I mean, well, okay, I'll lowball it. I'll keep it real for the people. Uh, two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand. Ooh, to start. I mean, that's just you know, that's that's. It's, I want to create as low of a barrier to entry here as possible for my artwork. Thank you for doing that for the common man. Pete. Absolutely, you're welcome. You're, I am a giver. You're like the 21st century Bob Ross. Yeah, I'm a giver. Except I don't teach people either how this stuff is done, <laughs> and you can't watch me as I make the art. You will just buy it after I'm done with it, and assume it's mine because I'll le- sign it. That leaves the mystery of it. Right. Exactly.
I mean, I don't want to show you how it's done. You don't want to see that process. I'll just, you know, show up. There'll be some stuff hanging on a wall, and you just give me the money for it. But seems completely above board, right? Um, I mean, don't you want a Pete Callender original? Look, I've got a, a, I painted a lamp a long time ago. Like, uh, would have been 97 time frame. So what is that? 25 years ago, I painted a lamp. I could sell that. A young Pete Callender. Uh-huh. Right, from the early years. It's the only piece that I, I think I did. That's why that one's special. Right, exactly. That, was, that one would be worth more than the $250,000 one, right? Right, and get this, it works. Ooh, oh, it's an actual, like... It's a lamp, it works. Right. I bought this lamp at a yard sale for like a dollar, and it's like it was massive. It was made out of clay or something. I don't remember the material, but it was, but it was just blank and... It's not important. And, and it was porous, and so I just so I painted it. And uh, I mean, there may have been some copyright infringement what, that I did. So I don't know, like, if I'm gonna have to pay like the Grateful Dead or anything uh, for some of the rights to the <laughs> to the imagery that I painted on it. But uh, I did paint it. It's an original. It's the only ones from now. I will say this: if you went to the Black Mountain Music Festival about 20 years ago and you picked up a ceramic tile. Because I did a lot of work in clay back in, well, the one semester I took clay uh, down in, uh, in pottery, rather, down at Winthrop. I didn't know you were this cultured. I'm a renaissance man. I tell this to people. They don't believe me. So the uh, so I, I, I had a brief, uh, my clay period. And, uh, yeah, so I made a bunch of tiles. I mean, it was part of a school project. Like, we had to, it was a, we had to replicate the tiles so we could learn how to use the tools, but also use the different glazes. So we glaze all the different tiles, different colors and stuff. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do? With I got 20 tiles. Like, what do I need these things for? Well, I don't understand this assignment. Are you going to make me waste clay to make tiles? Like, I can't even lay them in a bathroom because I'm in a dorm. Like, I, this is just, so I said, well, I am going to the Black Mountain Music Festival. So, which, by the way, takes place in Black Mountain, or used to. They've now combined it with the Leaf Festival, which is good, too. But anyway, the Black Mountain Music Festival. And uh, I was like, well, I'm going up there. How about I make some tiles commemorating that event, and then I just sell them to people? And I did. Yeah. that's And so if you have one of these, I, I, think, I, I think I sold about 20 of them up there. I did not have any left over. I did not even keep one for myself. So I was a a young starving artist, starving college student. I was doubly starving. So what you're saying is maybe there's like Pete Callender's number one fan out there trying to find all of the, all of the tiles. Put them all together. Right. It's like a, it's like a side quest in a video game. It's a side quest. If you can find all of the Pete Callender tiles from the 1996 or something. You get a hundred, you get a hundred gamer score. That's it, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure this was fascinating. No, that's... Yeah. I'm a renaissance man. Again, people don't believe me when I say it. But it's true. It can be. Um, all right, so up next, I'm going to get into the Supreme Court. Observers say they see real trouble ahead as the public approval of the justices erodes. These are the stories you always read about. When the left doesn't control something. We'll get into that up next. News Talk 1110 WBT.